Chapter 5. Desirable Character Traits in a Marriage Partner In the town of Brisk, they were in the need of a chazan. The leader of the community came to Reb Chaim Salavechik with a list of applicants and their various attributes. One candidate had a lot of Yerushamayim, another had exceptional Midos, next was a noted Lamdan. Reb Chaim sat patiently, listening and taking in all these great praises with these worthy candidates. All eyes were on Reb Chaim, anxiously awaiting to hear what, impress, what impressed him the most. Finally, there was a hush in the room. Something was about to emerge from his lips of the rub. The verdict at last. The words came out loud and clear. Is there anyone here who can tell me if any of these gentlemen know how to sing? If there's any subject in the world that people feel they don't need guidance in, that area concerns what attributes to look for when choosing a mate. However, if you question them concerning this matter, I'm sure you will discover, as I have, that their reply will mention all kinds of things, but very often omit the basic and important character traits needed for the matter at hand. So let's be realistic and crystallize the essential traits to look for in your marriage partner. Compatibility. The most important qualities that a person should be sensitive to when going out are good communication and compatibility. In other words, you should feel that you are on the same wavelength and that both of you really understand each other. When you say something serious, the other person shouldn't break out in laughter, and when you crack a joke, your partner shouldn't take out a kerchief and start crying. If you were going on a camping trip for a few days, you would try to find the companion with whom you feel comfortable, all the more so on this lifelong excursion. The analogy of a camping trip is a useful tool in helping one establish a compatibility rating when this characteristic is not so clear to them. I say, use your imagination. Would you choose her as a vacation partner? Would you, choose, would you enjoy yourself going on a trip with her? Compatibility is ab- among the most basic criteria that a person looks for when seeking social contact. Sometimes people are so tense when it comes to dating that if you ask them to make a list of traits important to them, they would omit this one. It doesn't occur to them to include this as a factor. But you should ask yourself, how well do I communicate with the other person? Do we feel comfortable together? Character. The next item on a person's midos is general character. On the list of good traits, one of the most important is kindness. You should feel that the person you are considering has a good nature. And even though you can never be sure what you are getting, as we discussed, we know that God leads a person in the way he wishes to go. If you beg Hashem to send you a kind and generous person, hopefully you will be granted the insight to recognize such a person when you see her. If all young a young man worries about is whether this date is a real blonde or a bleach blonde, and her main concern is whether he is a, as really as athletic as they say he is, and chassid is not even on their minds, how much help from heaven can they expect in this matter? A person should make at least some effort to discern whether the other party is good-natured or not. This is not something that can be taken for granted. It's a very important quality that many people lack. And of course, like all other character traits, the picture is not black and white. There are various degrees of this trait. Manners. Another important characteristic to look for is the ability to listen. In addition to this, any behavior that you would consider good manners or socially appropriate can be on your list. From dealing with your roommates and through relationship with other, relationship with other people, you are familiar with the nuances of personal character that you like or dislike. These are important things to focus on when looking for a mate. Using his own experience, a person can make up his own list of traits that are important to him. Health. 
The next consideration is something very unromantic, yet very important nonetheless. People get so involved in the different aspects of dating that they sometimes forget about this point. If you remind them of it, they look to you as if to say, how could you be so cold and calculating? How can we think about such things when we are dealing with a potential mate? The truth is, though, that you have to find out about the other person's health. By this, I mean both mental health and physical health. This is a very serious matter, and it is not easy to investigate. Sometimes I'm told, of course I found out about the health. On our last date, I asked, are you healthy? This is both foolish and very impolite. But people do tend to draw a curtain of privacy around these matters. Just because her curls dance in the wind after hours under the blow dryer doesn't mean that this girl has no health problems. Ill health may have little effect on the radiance and charm that a girl gives off. The man with the tan looks as healthy as can be, but that's not necessarily the case. Also, you have to find out if there are any mental health problems. This is not easy to discover, but you have to try your best. Disposition. Disposition is related to health, but is a factor in its own right. Does this person have a happy disposition, or do they have a tendency to get depressed? Sometimes depression can be a sign of mental disorder. On the other hand, the person can be basically healthy, mentally and physical, yet struggle with occasional bouts of depression. This is normal. The problem is that when this happens too frequently, it can disrupt a daily life. Some of the nicest and most charming individuals can be afflicted with depression, and I know many Bacharim who have found themselves in difficult marriages because they did not look into this factor, or did not treat it properly. Family Background Another factor is the person's family. Find out what the family background is. This is not necessary... This is not necessarily a decisive factor, but family life has a very strong influence upon a person. A lot of intense research, serious research, has to be done to investigate and learn about the family. The person's relationship with his or her family is also important. Cultural background. The seventh criteria which people should take seriously but often don't is common culture background. Though I've never felt there was anything wrong about people from different countries going out with each other, just as different appearances don't bother some people, nevertheless it is not an ideal situation. If possible, mixed marriages should be avoided. Between an Israeli and American, for instance, or a Russian and a South African, of course I have nothing against Israelis, Americans, South Africans, or Russians. However, practically speaking, there are cultural differences that can raise many problems. The union of two people in marriage creates so many ordinary challenges that it is wise to reduce other sources of friction. It's a miracle that two people can live happily together despite their innate differences. This is hard enough, even with the most ideal situations. Even if the couple grew up in the same neighborhood, shared a similar childhood, and communicated extremely well, it's still a wonder that they can make their marriage work. In the best of situations, you need God's help. Cultural differences only compound the difficulties of marriage. Tastes and habits. In seeking a shidduch, there are so many factors that have to be taken into account, such as different re- differences regarding tastes, habits, sense of humor, general outlook, and even common phrases. Sometimes an American bachar tells me that he's dating an Israeli girl, and my face, my face takes on an unhappy look. It's no problem, he says. He, she speaks English perfectly, but I'm not referring to the language factor. Americans and Brits speak the same language, yet they have very different temperaments, which often conflict. True, there are exceptions. We all know various couples 
from different cultural backgrounds who seem to be getting along. Of course no one really knows who's getting along, or the struggle they had to go through to get their marriage to work. It's all a matter of priorities, and there may be other factors that attract two people that outweigh cultural differences. And there are always individuals from a certain country who behave in a manner that is untypical of the place where they grew up. Nevertheless, I think the following is advisable. If a person has a large choice of people from his own culture to date, there is no specific reason for dating someone from another culture. I would say that a person should try to remain within the boundaries of his or her culture. Physical attraction. Although we spent a lot of time discussing the importance of not overemphasizing the factor of physical attraction, nonetheless, looks are definitely an issue. A bacher should find himself physically attracted to the girl. He should be drawn to her in some way. Perhaps he thinks about her between dates and looks forward to seeing her again. He may even find it hard to concentrate on his learning. These are healthy signs. Most of the gedolim whose views I have heard and whom I have spoken with personally agree that there should be a certain degree of physical attraction. If a bacher is going out with a young lady and everything seems fine, except that he feels no attraction to her, this reaction might be a red light signal. The two people should enjoy being in each other's company. There should be a special good feeling when they are together. If one absolutely feels indifferent about the other person, it might be a significant sign. For if she is your zivuk, you should feel something. Of course, there are exceptions to this rule, and there are times when Gedolim tell a person to go ahead with a marriage even though the person doesn't feel anything. I hope you understand the proportions correctly and realize that this is not a contradiction about, of what we spoke about earlier. This is a far cry from falling madly in love. Having a positive feeling when you are in the presence of another person is a healthy sign. Common Expectations People come to marriage with different expectations, largely based on their upbringing and personal makeup, and it's important to take expectations into account. For instance, I was once close to a young man who came from a wealthy family. His mother was so immaculate that even though she had cleaning help, she would get down on her hands and knees and scrub the floor in certain places. If this bacher goes out with a girl who comes from a home that is sloppy and dirty, and who doesn't know the first thing about housekeeping, as very often one can find out from the way a girl cleans her, keeps her dorm room, then this match may not be a good idea for this boy. In fact, the boy will more than likely consistently find himself viewing a wife like this in a negative fashion. This would be a very sad situation for the couple. However, for another young man, this girl may have other fine qualities which will outweigh the lack of neatness and cleanliness. This particular issue of cleanliness and housekeeping applies to both the boy and the girl and it affects how your home will look and also your daily relationship with your spouse. This is simply because how the home appears is something constant in a marriage. Whereas, for example, an opinion on even a subject such as where you would go for yomtif only affects you three times a year. Therefore, it would be an excellent idea if you clarify your own feelings about cleanliness and housekeeping and make your inquiries about your date's practical ability in this area. Another common expectation concerns cooking. If you are the type of person who wants a wife who knows how to cook, for you and for your guests, and you find out the girl you are seeing hates the thought of cooking, maybe you should reconsider this match. We have mentioned that you shouldn't expect your spouse to be your personal psychologist, but if you are the type of person who feels unfulfilled if you cannot sit down and discuss and analyze things with your spouse, then this is a factor you should look for. 
Sometimes you hear that a certain person is a good listener and has patience with everybody. That may be the person you want. Financial issues. One of the biggest issues in the area of expectations is money. Many Shiva Bacharim ask if they should specifically marry into a family that has money. There are very divergent opinions on this subject among the Gedolim. Some say if you want to learn diligently and you have high aspirations, you must be realistic and marry a young lady from a family that's willing and able to provide living expenses for a family. Other Gedolim say that this should not be such a high priority and it's more important that the couple is inspired with the true importance of Torah and is willing to sacrifice toward this goal. It is also crucial to trust Hashem for money without faith in God doesn't amount to much. Whereas if you have faith, it doesn't matter if you don't have so much money. There are also differences of opinion in this subject, for it is a difficult one and depends on the circumstances. Outlook on life. Finding someone whose outlook on life is at least somewhat congruent with your own is of great importance. Likewise, agreement between the two parties as to whether the husband will continue learning after marriage is very important. Another area that requires agreement concerns the role of a husband and wife in a house. Today the world is steeped in contempt of women's lib, and many women want to have an equal say in running the household. It's important not to make too much of a person's philosophy. However, as married life will eventually bring about a blending of ideas and opinions, a middle ground, some advisors feel that a girl should share the boy's outlook completely, and that he shouldn't rely on being able to change her after they get married. Naturally, if a Bachar sees that a young lady is radically different from him in his outlook, he shouldn't rely on his talents to influence her. On the other hand, I feel that even if her outlook is not exactly like his, if he sees that she has other positive qualities and she has good character traits and is flexible, this is a promising situation. Even if there isn't perfect tuning between them at the beginning, they can, with time, achieve a meeting of minds. Idealism A prospective couple should have similar values. The two people's understandings of what is meaningful to them should be similar. If one of the pair is inspired with spiritual idealism, then the other shouldn't be overly materialistic. Valuing money and possessions is the most important thing in life. There's a difference between a girl who is a balabasta, one who enjoys homemaking and sewing, and a girl who is steeped in materialism. The leader doesn't care about the ideas about ideas or spiritual goals and has no serious thought about things that are important in life. In their outlook on life, the couple should be should share at least a minimal amount of idealism, which can be defined as willingness to sacrifice for a certain goal. Standards of modesty. Modesty is also an important factor to look for in a young woman. Sometimes a girl dresses improperly because she has been influenced by her home and her f- friends. This can be changed with some positive reinforcement. However, there is a certain mentality that a girl may have that is simply immodest. For instance, she may socialize too much with Bachram who visit her husband at their house after marriage. It can also be disturbing to a husband if his wife monopolizes the conversations with male guests at the Shabbos table. And for that matter, the husband shouldn't overindulge in interaction with female guests. I've known many Bachram who were cynical about this until they got married. One in particular confessed to me that he never agreed with me on the subject until an incident occurred at his own Shabbos table. He invited a bachar to come for a meal, and his wife spent a lot of time talking with him. When his wife went to wash her hands before eating the challah, she removed her rings and placed them on the table. But when she came back, she couldn't find her rings. 
The Bachar had taken them, for a joke, of course. The Bachar was hiding the rings from the host's wife, and the two, the boy and the wife, were giggling and laughing. The Bachar was teasing this young wife about the rings until he finally gave them back to her. Understandably, the husband was furious about the incident, and he came to tell me that now he sees he was wrong, how wrong it is for wives to socialize freely with male guests. This can be a big source of unhappiness, and the matter should be taken seriously. Good relationships with others. Another factor is a person's general relationships with others. How well do they get along with people? We all know young men and women who seem to be missing out socially. This is not necessarily a mental illness, just a lack of wholesome normality. If a person does not have any friends or seems to have a bad relationship with people, it could be a sign that something is wrong and you should look further into finding out what the problem is. In general, your prospective mate should be a normal, balanced person. Important information about gathering information. It's very important that you get as much information as you can about the person you're dating. Someone, someone asked the Geru Rabbah about a certain shidduch, and the Rebbe told him, you have to ask and ask and ask. There are different ways of going about this. Some people do extensive research before going out. They feel it's not proper to date without acquiring as much information as possible. The problem with this approach, however, is that after months of exhaustive research, you meet the person and you see within a first few minutes that it's not your match. On the other hand, sometimes a person goes out on a date and becomes interested in the other party. Then the two of them start doing research and discover terrible things. In the meantime, though, the two have become very attached to each other and it becomes very difficult to break up the match. So both of these methods are a little problematic. My suggestion is to divide the investigation into two stages, the initial investigation and the intensive investigation. When someone is first suggested, start making initial inquiries. Clarify some basic issues. If you see after the first few dates that you're making progress and that this might develop into a serious relationship, that is the time to get to work on intensive and extensive investigation. If you see things are moving too fast, in a positive manner, but you are lagging behind in getting satisfactory information, then slow down the pace of your dating. This is easily done by scheduling your next date as far away as necessary. In some instances, one may request to delay going on another date to allow things to settle down. However, a person must take care not to transmit negative signals because they might discourage the other side from continuing. Asking the right people is very important. Use whatever means you have at your disposal. Speak to friends, employers, and best of all, roommates. Some Bahram have very good reputations, but only those who live with them know the truth. It is not always easy to find roommates... And even if you do locate them, who will say they will tell you the truth? If you do locate the roommates, I suggest that you go to them and cry your heart out that they should tell you what they know. I sometimes get phone calls from Bachram from different yeshivas who have listened to my tapes on dating and called to discuss different issues. A young man once shared the following story with me after hearing the tape on the subject of good relationships. He was going to go out with a girl and it was beginning to get serious. One of her main attributes was her acts of kindness. Many family, families verified this fact. She used to go to various families and help them with their children and around the house. People just marveled over her kindness, sweetness, and willingness to help. The young man felt he was very fortunate to have find, find such a fine girl. He had heard this point on a tape, however, and was determined to find out about her from her roommates. He had to do extensive research since she was already out of school and past the dormitory age. He spoke to her former roommate and the later verified all the beautiful things that were said about her. Then he literally broke down and started crying. He said, please, I want you to have pity on me. We're talking about marriage, about life, and I want you to tell me the truth. 
Is she really as wonderful as you say? This is a very serious matter. He begged the roommate to tell him the truth. The girl said, okay, listen. Since you're talking like this, I'll tell you the truth. She's a wicked person, and she has every bad trait you can name. The only reason she helps all those families is because she has ulterior motives in doing so, but it's not her essence. This shocking information led him to make further investigations, and he was able to verify the information that the roommate had told him. The Bachar called me up to tell me the story. You don't know who I am, he said, but I want to express my gratitude to you. Eventually, he found a very nice wife, and he has a lovely family. Chazal say that you should look into the background of the girl's brother, and I think that one should take advantage of this good advice. Of course, this doesn't mean that the brother has to be a tzaddik, or that his level of religious observance should necessarily be a factor. Some people think that if her brother is not from, this disqualifies the match. But that's not what Chazal were talking about. Today, there can be many different reasons why a boy is not from, but that does not necessarily reflect on his personality. He may have very good character traits. You may not want to marry into his family for fear of influence he might have on your family, but that's a different concern. On the other hand, a girl's brother may be very from, with a long beard and payas, but may not have good midos. All of this should be looked into. The most important rule. In general, the most important rule to remember is that you can't have everything. A per- person has to sit down by himself and try to crystallize in his mind the various traits which he feels are essential. I wonder how many people do this before they start going out. How many ask themselves, what are the high priority special traits that I require that fit my special needs and personality? But don't forget, even though you put these traits on a list, you may consider forgoing them in favor of other excellent characters characteristics that the person may have.